Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOFD, you'll be all set when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOFD. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 or older and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. Good topic for you tonight. Offensive line depth and how we expect it to play out during this regular season. Uh, after a kind of a shaky camp, Will Brown here to join me to talk about that topic. Will, how you doing? I'm doing great, Ken. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for coming up with a good topic here. This is an interesting one. So uh, one of the things that the Ravens have been kind of known for in the past is trying to make one-for-one changes on the offensive line. Is that something you'd see is part of the plan for this year? Uh, I think it depends on who is the person they are replacing. I think uh, from uh, the the depth across the line, I think it's clear that if Stanley were to get hurt again, that Villanueva would go to the left side and they would 
do their best to patch the right side with that either, you know, uh, Phillips or, uh, you know, uh, off the, you know, the practice squad, if he's still there, depending on at what point in the season you are, I think Adrian Ely has, you know, is interesting at the right tackle spot. It would be soon for him if, if he was forced into play by injury, but, uh, you know, of the players we have, uh, I would feel most confident in him, uh, playing the right side. Okay. Even more so than Phillips, you're saying. Uh, I I think Phillips is a guard. Uh, I mean, I I know that he's had, uh, you know, some uh, limited success at the tackle spot, but I think he's he's right tackle only for sure. And Mm -hmm. I I like him better at guard. I I agree with that in terms of uh, where he's likely to succeed. And it's the one position that I would say that they can't really afford to make a one for one switch because of who they have. I agree. I think they they would need to move Villanueva to the left side. There is one guy I think the the Ravens could get back who I think could change that, and they could still make a one for one change on the left left side if they had Michael Schofield back in the fold. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I don't want to uh, be too over the moon about Michael Schofield. It's not like he was been any great shakes in the uh, entirety of his career, but uh, I was surprised that they cut him, especially that they cut him early uh, in the process coming down to the 53. Um, But, uh, you know, I've been even more surprised that he hasn't signed with anybody else. At least I haven't seen that that's Mm -hmm. the case. Um, So because I thought he at least showed a base level of competence uh, to play the left side. Um, And that's on short supply across the NFL as, as a whole. Very, very, very much so. Uh, left tackles, I mean, just you can't trade for one this time of year. You'll pay through the nose for it. Uh, Greg Sanat might be available, but uh, but they, the Cleveland would want a ton for him if they if they traded him at this point. And, you know, when you can trade Mance for an upgrade to a sixth-round pick, when you can trade Bredesen for an upgrade from a fifth to a fourth, you know linemen are in scarce supply, generally speaking. I think the Ravens are actually very fortunate to get through uh, camp and the preseason as healthy as they were, and they got really paid a pretty good dividend for that health. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I can't give DaCosta enough credit for some of the trades that he makes, the value that he's able to recoup off either, you know, players that are, you know, you, you hate to call a person a sunken cost, but the, the fifth round pick that we used for Sean Wade is already gone. The, the fifth right. round pick that we used on Bredesen is already gone. So like, you know, the fact that we were able to draw back value and upgrade picks, you know, in the case of the Bredesen trade, you know, if if the Giants are bad and Kansas City is good, you know, that's a, an enormous leap up in the draft from where we were, uh, you know, for a player that was not going to make our team. Yeah, that's right. In fact, in terms of JJ points, it could even be a, basically a, the equivalent of, of the pick that is similar to where he was taken originally. So, uh, you know, that would be very enticing if that ended up being the uh, the thing. In, more, in, in likelihood, I think that's an optimistic expectation for it. It may include the possibility of comp picks being substituted for the regular pick during the round, which is often the case. And it might end up being worth, uh, you know, 20 or 25 JJ points would be somewhere towards the end of the fifth round instead. So uh, anyway, it looks like, it looks like a, a, a decent um, uh, value that they'll pick up, but, uh, but not a, not a tremendous value, certainly not a, a game changing value there. Yeah. I think that the, the real value in the volume of picks that we've been able to build is that the 2022 draft is going to be 
heavily stocked with players because of the COVID situation gave players an extra year of eligibility and the small school players didn't come off, you know, into the NFL. And so, you know, a fifth round pick or, or five fourth round picks or whatever it is we've collected yeah. so far at this point is, you know, those are, those are valuable picks. Those are good players. Uh, so uh, it's exciting. Future. Very well could be like threes from another year because the, because there's so many players who basically were dragged in the, the for an extra year. Now, on the other side of that, there's probably going to be fewer people that are early eligibles for the NFL draft. If you're a, a junior, you may actually say, well, wait a minute, hold off. Let me wait a year this time. I'll, I'll, I'll go by, play my senior year and then I'll do it because there's so many players coming up in this year's draft. But I agree that the Ravens have done very well to stack their draft and they've done it well to stack the draft in the middle rounds where you know there, there should be increased value yeah i mean i i like the things that baltimore does in the draft in general i think uh that we pay attention to the the very important spots uh you know as far as using high value picks on corners and pass rushers and tackles and that so you know the just having having more swings is is always good yeah um somebody was trying to convince me online that that the the selections are really random choices and that the Ravens aren't any better than anybody else. They just are better at accumulating picks. I mean, if that's the case, I'll take I'll take better any way that I can get it. Because I mean, for I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, it's not all just people that we're picking in the draft either. I mean, obviously, we flipped picks for Calais Campbell, and we did it mm-hmm. for Eugene Monroe once upon a time, and you know Josh Wilson. Like we, you know, we used fourth and fifth round picks to get all kinds of interesting players. So. Right. Fabian Washington, even at one point where it really helped the Ravens. I mean, Absolutely. it's it is a uh, he, he's very good at using that currency in various ways. He's moved up as needed. He's moved down uh, when that's appropriate. Even, you know, sometimes just having the extra picks in rounds four and five can mean you trade down one more time or you reset your draft to next year. You do all those little things that, could, that can help you. But that, uh, that it is they are the currency of moving around on draft day. If you don't have the right change. Oftentimes you, you just can't make that work or it's or it's more difficult to make it work because you have to worry about, you know, what's the value of a pick next year or this and that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, if, if we can flip one of those picks for somebody's sixth or seventh offensive lineman who is an interesting tackle depth type of player, um, you know, I think that would be interesting. You know, if we as we we'd have to do it, it would have to be soon ish mm-hmm. uh to be able to do it otherwise the the injury situation across the league is going to take away the possibility to get that player because they'll be they'll be the starting left tackle for somebody by that point right yeah that's exactly right it's a moving target what the replacement level is and and you know where that margin of street talent is uh because as as injuries erode that talent you you are where you are that is one of the interesting things i think by the way about this year is that since the draft was was kind of weak in terms of uh, you know having less players and particularly many many fewer small school picks than than usual and none for DaCosta, um, they're at a point where um, uh, you you can't have the same quality of practice squads across the league. So maybe there's some holdovers that'll be back. You know maybe we'll see guys who've been on a practice squad for two and three years. I think Jalen Moore might be might be one of those type of guys who's around maybe for his third or fourth year even. But they but the uh, the, the the fact that Royce Freeman is the hottest running back commodity, that should tell you right there, this isn't a very good year for having college running backs come out that weren't retained by their team. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I I, I saw that we had put the, cl- the claim in on him. And, and, you know, Freeman does the things that we need out of a third running back. You know, he's, 
a decent pass catcher, decent in pass protection. He plays special teams. So he's, you know, I, I imagine that they considered him to be an upgrade to justice Hill and he would have been in that role. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I like what justice Hill brings to the special teams area, but he hasn't really shown or proven anything as a running back. Uh, I feel like he goes down, you know, he goes down on the first hit way, way too often. Well, lots of problems there because he has also hasn't done anything as a receiver. He's averaged four and a half yards per target in his career, and that's that's been kind of a bummer. He's only carried the ball seventy times. I mean, what we we may not know what certainly what we could about Justice Hill because he's a bit, but he has been the the last two years benefiting from Lamar Jackson doing everything for him, and he still hasn't done very much. I want to go back to Freeman for a second. Mm-hmm. The reason that that picking up Freeman would not be exciting to me is he's a fourth year player. You know, I, I already know that my third running back is not going to get a whole lot of carries. Okay. So he's not, he's not exclusively for this year that I want that player. I want that player to, to have a future as well as I need at all positions to concern myself with basically creating a set of dominoes that's going to fall one at a time as opposed to all at once um, with regard to, to players who are, who are coming off their rookie deal. So I think it makes sense that, that you get a younger player there. And they're just, I, I don't know that there really are a lot of options. They may have somebody in mind, but, uh, but I don't really see them right now. And, and uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see how DaCosta and, and uh, company go and figure that out. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think at this point, this close to the season, it's, it's going to be Justice Hill. Uh, he does add what he adds on special teams. And I think that they're just going to hope that at some point, they get lucky and somebody shakes loose from a roster because they have injuries at one particular place and have to cut a running back or whatever the situation is. Um, you know, it could be a situation where we get somebody mid season. Uh, you know, if we have another, hopefully not, we don't have any more injuries at our own running back spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, I think that as long as Gus stays healthy, um, we're going to be fine. And I, I like Tyson Williams. I, I, I think he too. had something, um, uh, you know, and uh, you know, if, if Hill's going to ever do something, now's his time. You know, mm-hmm. he, he, he probably, I think it's pretty safe to say that he would not be on this roster if, if Dobbins had not gotten hurt. Um, you know, I think it was clear that, that Williams had beaten out uh, Hill for the, for the third spot. And he's just on the, on the roster because uh, you know, Dobbins is down. Um, but, uh, having said that, there's people that have made a career out of getting a chance. So, you know, if he gets a couple of carries and does start to do things with it, you know, maybe, you know, we'll see. But it would probably come if somebody does get injured. And, and, you know, obviously this is not a good situation. But if if one back was injured for like three or four games, say, which would be very bad for the Ravens to start with, then Hill could all of a sudden move up from two to four touches per game to 10 to 12 touches per game. And you'd all of a sudden, you'd really need to rely on him to produce something. Yeah. I think there are ways they can get around it with Duvernay and whatnot. But I'll tell you what, let's go back to the offensive line since that was the original topic of the show. Yeah. By the way, we love this tangential storytelling and, and really getting into some other topics. I, I want people to really be able to talk about really whatever they're they're cool talking about. But a left guard is, is an interesting situation because I, the assumption everyone is making, and I think it's correct from this last two games, is that Ben Powers now has won the job. Yeah, I and I think I think he earned it. You know, I mean, I thought that down the stretch last year in the regular season, uh, for the most part, I thought he was pretty good, uh, better than pretty good in in a handful of games. Um, and you know, he uh, he was he was even pretty good uh, against Tennessee. Uh, he did not play well, obviously, in Buffalo, but I really 
Uh, well, Bozeman had a good game, but other than Bozeman, everybody kind of struggled against the uh, Buffalo. Um, and, you know, but Powers w- was a disaster in that game. And, uh, you know, but coming into camp, I mean, you know, he had the pressure of, of Cleveland being Harbaugh's special chosen one. So, you right. know, it wasn't a good situation for him in a mental uh, aspect of it. I can't imagine. Uh, and, you know, he can't control that Cleveland was down but I thought he played pretty well uh, after the first game. I mean, the first game he was not good, but uh, against Carolina and and especially uh, this last week against uh, Washington, I thought I thought he played. I thought Powers played pretty well, and and I I don't know how he's going to stack up against Bozeman in regards to the ability to pull. Yeah, that's uh, big... wh- where he didn't have didn't have that responsibility too much as a right guard. We're going to see how he does at left. Yeah, it's a good point. The Ravens right-handed running game really means your left guard is the one who's on the move more often than not. Uh, they do, they do some of each. I mean, Yonda pulled some as well. He pulled a lot early in his career. Uh, but, I, but I will say this, that, that uh, uh, Cleveland is still far and away the better athlete. So I think he will take the job at some point whether that happens by injury and somebody is lost. It could be Zeitler. It, it could be Powers. It could be even – I think those are really the two possibilities. I don't think that that injury to Bozeman is going to create an opportunity for any one of the guards. Um, and Cleveland also could just take it on time. If, if Powers uh, has – you know, just moderately good play uh, is just an average player for, say, the first eight weeks of the season. I think there's a chance Cleveland gets a, gets a chance at some point, particularly if the run game is not performing in the way they would like. Yeah, and I, it's an interesting thought. Uh, if if Zeitler was to get hurt, do you think that they would do one for one and put Cleveland in at that spot, or would they move uh, would they move Powers to right guard and insert Cleveland at the left spot? Jesus. Well, Powers has played a lot of right guard um, previously, so he finished the season there last year. I don't think that shift would be a big a big um, burden to him. I th- Cleveland played a lot of right guard in college, so uh, he, you know he could he could probably play there also. My guess is they would probably move Cleveland to the left side if they were unhappy at all with the way the polls have worked out uh, early on. Uh, Cleveland's got the better length to play right guard. Um, they may, you know, you want to throw a monkey wrench into this further. They may have Phillips practicing at right guard. Some, I think he mostly needs to practice at right tackle since we're naked there. Um, but, but if, but if he may be also practicing some at right guard, if he is, they may say, Oh, it's your turn now. Um, but, but I think that Cleveland probably makes more sense from a length perspective and powers makes more sense from a, um, uh, he's played there before and Cleveland has practiced with the Ravens at left guard. So he would know more about their system to play there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably right. Uh, you know, and I guess it would like you said, it would greatly depend on if powers had been having success, uh, in the pulling aspect of the job, uh, to that point in the season that they had to make, they, hopefully we don't have to make that decision. Hopefully Zeitler stays healthy and, uh, and we don't have to worry about yeah. who's going to replace who. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it will be a good result if powers never gives up this job this year and Cleveland's sitting there frustrated, grinding his, <laughs> cleats on the on the sideline it, it doesn't necessarily mean that that even cleveland isn't practicing well it could just be hey he's doing the job we're not changing it until yeah. until we need to yeah i mean i think if, you know if powers plays well there's no reason don't you know why rock the boat like we're trying you know we're trying to win like nobody's we're not on scholarship here like if powers is playing well you leave that stay with the hot hand yeah 
Yeah, I, I completely agree. Okay, let's move over to center. And and there, I think there's a question about who the first man up will be. Obviously, Bozeman, I think, is, first of all, outstanding for the position. I think he... I, I think it's possible he could produce more there than even he did at left guard, where I thought he was a pretty good fit. Uh, some of the quickness laterally kind of hurt him on the left side in pass protection. So they would run a lot of stunt games in that left A and B gap to try and take advantage of who he was in terms of his lateral movement. But very good in the run game, as we've mentioned, uh, pulled more than any guard in Ravens history this last year. So uh, it's something that, that uh, you know, the Ravens may question themselves at some point if they have problems with polls. But some of those problems will also probably accrue if Bozeman's footwork is not particularly good at center, which is kind of a strange thing that he may actually make himself a better left guard, guard candidate if his footwork isn't good at center. Yeah, I mean, I I have confidence in Bozeman. I mean, you don't play center at Alabama if you can't keep your technique in order. Uh, and I actually think that the years spent at left guard will, will be a, a service to his play at center. Uh, the fact that he didn't have to worry about the snap and he's really got his technique down and he's confident that he can play against NFL talent and he doesn't have to be in his head about it. And you know, I thought I was, I was enthused um, when I saw Lamar have a press conference and he was talking about how Bozeman was getting snap by snap feedback, like where was the snap that time? What, you know, mm-hmm. what am I, what's the snap look like? Uh, you know, as, as far as, as that goes, as long as he can get that muscle memory burned into his mind, I think he can be just as effective a player coming out of the center spot as he could left guard. In fact, maybe even more so uh, because if he's able to help on whichever side needs it, it's just going to be, it's going to be a benefit benefit for for both guards uh, to be able to have Bozeman be there as a sort of helper and, and backup and being able to climb out into the, 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 you know, peeling off the block to the second level. Yeah, Bozeman has the size and I think he will have the anchor at center uh, to really hold off a player that he's gotten help on. So since the Ravens often use use two double teams in the middle, sometimes one, but so, but often two. When particularly when they motion a tight end into the backfield and then have him, uh, you know, go out into the, into the to assist on a double team and then climb. Um, I think he's a, he's an ideal person for either the climbing role or the maintaining the back end of that block. And that's where I think that he can he can up the Ravens a lot at that position. Maybe more so even than at left guard uh, in, in terms of level two blocks and and what he enables there. So I'm very positive, too, on Bozeman. So I guess we, we move on. Zeitler at, at right guard, we talked a little bit about it, but but you would expect then that Powers would move and Cleveland would move in at left guard. Would that be your your? Uh, yeah, again, I think it, it goes to whether they drafted Cleveland specifically with the left guard spot in mind or like, well, we have this spot open and we really like this guy at left guard. Or if they're just like, this guy's a really good guard and let's see what happens over time. You know, I don't, I don't know which one they would, it, I guess it depends on how they view both players. You know, if they, if they think powers is doing a good job pulling, then maybe they put, uh, 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 Cleveland, Cleveland. Yeah. Maybe they put Cleveland at right guard, but if they, if they don't, think that powers is doing a great job with that aspect of the game, then maybe Cleveland goes in and they move powers back over to the right side. Um, you know, it just depends on how they view the players. Uh, I, I was, I was excited to get Zeitler, especially at the contract that we got him at because right. guard contracts have gotten expensive and his wasn't really, um, you know, he did not play particularly well for the giants, uh, over the last you know year. Um, uh, but, uh, but, 
I think that our system is going to be easier uh, than than anybody else's system. And I don't particularly think that, uh, that Daniel Jones uh, is helping his O-line in, in several ways. He's not really pocket aware. He's running himself right into sacks and and pressures, um, you know, so that didn't help with Zyler's grading in any case. Um, But, uh, but yeah, I think it's always risky signing a veteran on the other side of 30. Um, but I thought his contract was in line with his value or maybe even like his true value or maybe mm-hmm. even a little bit of a discount, uh, you know, uh, according to what he may have gotten from somebody in a different year. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think as long as, as long as our starting five stays healthy, I feel confident in our ability to both run block effectively and protect Lamar to keep him from running from his life. Yeah, they definitely get a much bigger anchor with Zeitler um, than they had there last year with whoever was there. And it was, you know, it was Powers at times and others. Um, going over to right tackle, obviously, if Villanueva moves to left tackle, he has to be replaced. If Villanueva gets hurt himself, um, he has to be replaced. And I think what we're saying right now is that the only guy on the roster is Phillips who could really fill that spot. Yeah, I mean, I think... He, I mean, he certainly has the length to do it. I think he's, I think he's just not a terrific mover. He's, he's just slow footed, um, uh, you know, and he wouldn't be the first slow footed right tackle that had made it. I mean, Phil Lodeholt played for the Vikings for like six years and he could he could barely run. So, uh, you know, it wouldn't be the, the worst athlete at right tackle ever. Uh, I'm not particularly high on Phillips, uh, uh, so I have a little bit of uh, you know a negative slant to his play in general, but particularly at tackle. And I, I just basically don't ever want to see him at left tackle again. He just can't play that spot. Right. Um, and and so you know if he was to have to go in at right tackle, we would live with it. I mean he's physical and he's got an enormous anchor. He's not going to be pushed off the spot, but he he's limited as an athlete and so also think, doesn't it hasn't been really good at maintaining any kind of mirroring on the outside so he, he doesn't he, he has to use his length to push a guy past the pocket and that takes also a lot of skill it takes a lot of earlier recognition and the ability to to then really lay your weight into a guy orlando brown has it in spades and he, he showed it on the left side did a really good job uh phillips i just don't see that same that same gifts andre yeah. smith i see it even less though oh well, uh, yeah hopefully i mean i was surprised that they brought smith back to the practice squad <laughs> just ridiculous. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah i mean i i don't know if they're just like we don't have tackles and we need someone uh you know but if if it was if it was me i'd, I'd have schofield you know uh now i don't know what his situation is um, you know, but if it was me, I would have had Schofield on the roster. So, so I'm maybe right. I'm not the right guy to ask, but, uh, but yeah, I, I don't have any confidence in Andre Smith. And, you know, the thing that, that separates Brown from Phillips, uh, well, there are a number of things that separate Brown from Phillips, but, but Brown had really fast hands. Like mm-hmm. he's not, a, he's not a, a, a quick footed athlete, but he, he could shoot his hands. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that's where Phillips I think that's where Phillips length doesn't really play as big a role in his game as it does yeah. with Brown, because he, you have to strike that these pass rushers are, are so like nimble and easy to get out of the way that if, if your punch isn't right on, they're just going to, they're going to just eat your lunch. Yeah. You, you need to be able to dictate first contact with your length and, and two players on the Ravens that are just not playing up to their length so far from what I've seen. One is, one is Phillips, of course, and he's had a year to try and, 
prove it to us in various positions, including right tackle. The other so far is Owe. Um, you know, he, he needs to dictate first contact. Get in your stance quickly. Uh, get into the other player. Force him to make some sort of a move, and then you can counter. And he doesn't realize how great he is in terms of an athlete relative to that guy across the line of scrimmage from him. Because if so, he'd be playing with him like a cat. He'd be making that first move initially. Now, they, it's not like left tackles, inferior athletes, though they are, don't have counter moves that they can do. But when you force him to counter with a step or even with a hand, that opens up other opportunities for OA, a very quick athlete, to then, you know, rip or bull or spin or do any number of other things that he could he could do to to counter and uh, and be very productive. So yeah. I, I've and I think that's I think that is that's the coaching that he's getting, like all of the reps that they showed on Wired or wherever, you know, all the social media channels that the Ravens have put out there. They want him off. Like, just go mm-hmm. get the quarterback, get up the field, move and like force decisions. That's the coaching that he's getting. And and I, I read uh, an article. I think it was I think it was Penn Live had some some of the Penn State coverage, and his coaches were saying the the Nittany Lions coaches were saying that you know they they did because of the way they play scheme, they did him a little bit of a disservice yeah. and, uh, and uh, in the, in the fact that he had so many responsibilities against the run that he was always playing run first. And so he's, you know, tentative and standing and looking to see and then going. And so hopefully, uh, you know, the adjustments that we make with him and the teaching he's getting from veterans like Houston uh, will, will pay dividends on, yeah, the, on his the, ability to get off. The standing is not purely a, a problem with the run. I mean, I, I know the Penn State coaches would love to make excuses for one of their products coming out, ensure he gets the best tran- chance to transition to the National Football League. We're getting some static from your end. I'm sorry. Try to mute yourself for just a second, if you would. Um, but we're, we're uh, when we when you look at his pass rush rush reps, he's still been very slow and very high coming around the corner. Doesn't play with a lot of bend, plays very upright, and that makes him very easy to push. So, you know, those those left tackles that rely on push, like we talked about Orlando Brown, for example, are going to have an easier time with a player like Owe and, and uh, won't fear as much, you know, playing him on the outside of that formation. Will, i got to cut you off right now in terms of, of uh, the show. We've already got 27 minutes here, but I uh, really do appreciate having you on. Tell folks, where, where can they find your work? Um, I'm, I'm out there on Twitter. I'm Will Brown Imaging on Twitter. Uh, but I, I don't really – I don't write for anybody. I'm just a fan that pays attention. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm on the message boards uh, on the Ravens uh, uh, Russell Street board and then the Steel, uh, Steel City Insiders. Um, and so mm-hmm. I, I post on uh, Ravens and Steelers board. Okay. Uh, Will, I really appreciate having you on. You're welcome back anytime. This is a great conversation. Uh, other people out there, if you want to be on a film study short, just send me a direct message and I'll get back to you within a very short period of time. Will, less than a week getting this turned around from first message to on air, right? Yeah, Roughly? something like that. Yeah. All right. Well, really appreciate yeah, having you on. Me, Ken. We'll talk to you next time on Film Study. <laughs> Yes. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.